1: all right welcome back to the fantasy football report it's been a long time long hiatus i'm back with hassan as always almost always hassan how's it going
2: i uh, man, you know living the dream i'm pretty excited first uh first ball of the of the season um and I'm, re- I'm pretty excited to have connor driscoll here as a guest i'm excited for this for what we're about to do
1: yes absolutely for those who don't know we're drafting tonight in the ffpc best ball tournament draft this is the contest that uh, Connor and his co-owner won, took first place last year in the inaugural, inaugural tournament. So we're trying to uh, kind of ride his coattails for this one. So uh, hopefully you can help us do that, Connor. How's it going?
3: I'm, going, I'm doing well. Well, you, you forgot to mention that you finished second. So hopefully, yeah, we can, we can combine the, the two efforts this year and um, uh, just make another, make another super team.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, do you want to explain kind of uh what what this contest is all about for those who don't know?
3: Yeah, um so just round round numbers, uh there's about ten thousand people or said ten thousand teams in this tournament. Um it is best FFBC rules, which means tight end premium, and you need to finish in the top two out of your twelve uh, of your draft of twelve to advance, and then and then there's just various kind of like playoff stages, and uh, you, you then I guess if you if you're lucky enough to get to week seventeen, you you're playing for a two hundred thousand dollar prize, and um, I guess one of the the big differences about best ball on FFPC in particular is that with the two flexes. And the tight end premium, you uh, the I guess that your second tight end becomes just a little bit more valuable because it's one of those things where when you're in managed, it's like you're ne- you don't really ever want to decide to start a second tight end, but in, in best ball where you uh, you're you're given your best score, those guys can really contribute with uh, with some really strong scores.
1: Yeah, for sure, and I think you know. Last year, I believe it was only 18 roster spots. This time, they've expanded it to 20. Um, so you have a few extra spots for those late tight ends. You have uh, some more spots for some high upside running backs and wide receivers if you want to go that route. Um, if you want to really dig into this, Connor has written up uh, his kind of his thoughts on the contest. Um, Part two appeared today on RotoViz. So definitely go check that out. You know, real strategy from last season's winner. Um Yeah, I'm excited to get into this. We got the 104 in this year's in this draft. Let me pull up this the board just so we can see.
2: Yeah, and uh I would definitely say if you're listening to this on audio, um you might want to go check out the video version over on YouTube if you get a chance because it's a little bit easier to see um, how this stuff unfolds in real time. Uh, I doubt that we're going to have anyone who sits on our stream and will snipe us um, but you know you never know um, so would would genuinely recommend seeing how we discuss this. We'll try and be as candid as we can with our thoughts and you can tell us uh, you know where we, where we went wrong <laughs>
1: All right, draft is starting. In... Yeah,
3: we treat uh, we treat potential draft picks as a safe secret here at uh, RotoVis, <laughs> not like uh, not like a uh, ship chasing where they'll broadcast uh, right before their pick.
1: That's right. I made sure this league filled before we actually tweeted it out, so hopefully we'll uh, <laughs> hopefully we're all good there. In fact, I should tweet out that we're live.
2: Yeah, and then I can probably boost it. So, for those of you who don't know. We're not very good with social media, but here we go.
1: By the way, if you are watching this on YouTube, go ahead and hit subscribe to the Road of his channel. You won't get any notifications. it will just uh it'll help us out. So do that. If you're listening, you can leave a rating and review. And we're off by the way, Jonathan Taylor off the board to the one oh one. No surprise there. I think um Connor and I were discussing this a little before you hopped on Hassan, but we kind of have our pick of the wide receivers here which in some ways is more difficult than getting the 105
2: uh, so i wanted to get your thoughts on this because i've been team justin jefferson over cooper cup all off season if only because uh there's been a lot of talk of skating to where the puck is wow. and there goes it doesn't matter who justin jefferson goes
1: all um, right you can still talk because i'm actually team jamar chase over cooper cup but
2: um, all right I'm, I'm on that team too i'm on that team too what do you think um, what do you think connor talk us into cooper cup
3: well, I mean, he did absolutely break fantasy football last year. Um he he scored more points than anyone else by like a, a ridiculous margin. And um there's not actually that much that's, that's changed for him.
1: Any concerns about Matthew Stafford's elbow?
3: Uh yeah, of course. Uh I'm not like I, I guess when it comes to these types of picks, I'm not that married. If you guys want to go uh Jamar Chase, that that's absolutely fine with me.
1: Hassan, you want Chase? Yeah. Five seconds. Yep, Chase. All right, I'm on Chase, so let's just get him.
3: I I mean,
2: part of this is I'm not necessarily worried about, about Matthew Stafford's elbow, but I'm more interested in, or at least I'm expecting a little bit of mean reversion for Cooper Cup, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm really expecting, uh, like, Cooper Cup kind of had a bit of a perfect storm last, off se- like last season with Robert Woods going out, Daryl Henderson missing time, Cam Akers not being around um there's a few others who i believe you just didn't really have any true target competition and i know a lot of people are like counting it against you know um uh scheme or this that and the other but like i understand but there's been a lot of talk about skating to where the puck will be and not you know where the puck is and i think that they, leaving cooper cup uh, ahead of the these other two guys all off season was a bit of skating to where the puck is uh if that makes sense and I, I i'm fine crashing on burning on that sentiment because i've i've got a fairly significant financial stake in this exact take.
1: I mean, we always talk on Road about how second year wide receivers are a cheat code. So, when you can get the best second year wide receiver in the whole league, it's hard to pass that up. And we should mention Chase was on the the team that took down this tournament last season. I forget who that was.
3: Yeah, maybe we uh maybe we just try to reassemble our team <laughs> as best we can. We'll go Debo Samuel's next pick.
1: Now, did, uh, I think uh, you mentioned this in your article today, but you actually took Dalvin Cook in the first round last last yeah. time, right? Yeah, that. that, that it, it is thing.
3: interesting how like that can be such like a kind of like average to sub par first round pick, yeah. and yet the team still won. Yeah, so it 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 really does go to show how it's not just about individual picks. It's how does the roster fit together. Like, and can you kind of hit a parlay of enough roster picks rather than get the absolute best possible pick in in one scenario? Yeah.
1: All right. After our pick, we see Cooper Cup go right after. Then Eckler, Kelsey, Henry, Cook, Mark Andrews all come off the board. Um, Any surprises there? I know Cook has been kind of being steamed think this is about as we expected maybe a little right bit the
3: all the running backs in that range all feel very kind of similar yeah um i mean there's there's definitely are differences but it's 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 really hard to fault any kind of um any running back pick there what is interesting is the uh and i know this does happen on fsbc is Devante adams and stefan diggs uh slipping a bit here it could be interesting that team 12 could be able to take both of them
1: yeah. And there goes Harris, so it didn't show up yet. So Diggs and Adams would be a possible start for team 12. Um yeah. I thought
3: it was interesting that Najee Har Najee he has a yeah a wrist frank sprain and uh, apparently that's a 4 to 6 week injury, but he's on week 4. Oh,
1: so he's had it for a while and just didn't right.
3: Yeah. Um but definitely not uh not something you want to be paying, yeah, a first round pick for coming into the season with a yeah uh, foot sprain Right.
1: All right, so team 12 takes DeAndre Swift, opting not for the uh wide receiver double tap there.
3: So hey much- Josh, thanks thanks for uh thanks for joining us. Oh. Yeah, I didn't
2: I didn't notice that we had like some 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 we do comments, have some comments, comments. Yeah, What's
3: up? Hey, what's going on, Evan, and Goblor and Josh? Um Oh, wow. I'm uh I'm a little bit shocked by that uh, Swift uh javante So obviously I, I think that they've seen the uh, the story that a lot of the running backs in the early rounds are older, and uh, <laughs> they're like, okay, well, I'll take the young guys.
1: Yeah. That, so just for context, ADP over the last I don't know three or four days has Javante making it all the way back to us at uh, two oh nine. So uh, that's that's quite a reach by Team Twelve, but um, do you like that upside.
3: You really do have to swing for defenses uh back at one one twelve. So it, right. it could definitely be interesting. But yeah, this is uh, this is definitely trending towards a a, a running back heavier uh draft. Mm-hmm, for with, sure. Uh, we'll see how far back uh Devante sides. Yeah, like, that'd Mick- be kind of nuts, right? Oh, if we got him at two oh nine. Oh, that would be insane.
1: Yeah, for any listeners, Mixon goes two oh two, digs two oh three, Camara two oh four. So, so- that's- Oh, there this, goes Adams 205.
2: So this is a fairly interesting and kind of a um kind of a very running back heavy room. Kind of I mean it's weird to see some of these guys going early, um namely Javante Williams and Joe Mixon and Alvin Kamara going ahead of Saquon Barkley. What do you guys think is what do you guys think is um causing this slide on Barkley here because for a while he was steamed into the first.
3: So I yeah uh... I, I, I was looking at this and, and the, the makeup of this draft does look different to a lot of the slows that I'm in um, I have a feeling that this is kind of one of those more running back heavy but also uh, m- much more risk adverse so somebody who, who would have seen the, uh, or a lot of managers who would have seen the uh, the injuries for sake going over the, uh, the last few years and, and just not wanting to pay up for it
1: Okay, Team 7 with a Kelsey-Pitts start. That's really interesting.
2: I don't hate it. That's, uh, yeah, but it's a little frustrating because that's what I was hoping would slide back all the way to us. Yeah. And, now, and now I wanted to get your thoughts. It kind of all depends on what happens here out of the 105. Um, because I'm very curious to see if Saquon... Like, yeah. Do we take No, he he didn't fall, of course?
1: He just went in before. I think that um, if we want... I don't see any running backs I love here. I think Debo makes sense. I think Tyreek
2: Hill. Makes sense. I don't think D Higgins makes that much sense. I think Tyreek Hill might make sense or Debo makes sense if you guys want to play it that way.
1: Well, I'm definitely not on Tyreek Hill above Higgins right. or A.J. Brown or even Jalen Waddell. So All right. what do you think, Connor? Connor, uh,
3: you're the breadbreaker. I've been taking Debo in this spot. And right. Just seems like a baller talent that uh, should be in the first but isn't. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take him there. He he is one of those players that uh and um, people think, "Oh, wait, he's a he's a running back, right? He he just plays <laughs> running back." Uh but if you if you look at um before they had all their running back injuries, he was one he, he was still like a top 5 wide receiver in like receiving metrics, like just basic receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. So, I don't I don't really buy the uh hey he's a running back that's all he does. Like no, he's he's a very good player and he's very good at running back. He's also very good at wide receiver. And it's like he still racked up the points either way. Like he racked up the points as a uh, as a receiver and then he did it as a running back. Now obviously the, the efficiency was outrageous, but I think that more speaks to him being so good and having all these different paths. to to, to, uh to winning
1: yeah yeah i think that's right i mean one thing that i remember sean saying on one of these podcasts he's on is that even if you expect samuel to kind of lose a little bit which probably will happen with Ayuk having a really good camp with the move to trey lance which might end up being a lot you know might need fewer passes overall even if he loses some points he's still at a level that's very uh very good for you so he has a decent floor and obviously the ceiling is pretty outrageous all right in the meantime nick chubb goes off leonard fournette tyreek hill and keenan allen both to the team at 101 aj brown um higgins is still there i had forgotten when i suggested him first that we took chase in the first round so um
3: yeah maybe if, uh, i mean honestly if chase is the pick in the first round then or say if chase is the pick over cooper cup then higgins is the pick here like
2: you think you think just like going full Bengals um, are on spot?
3: i mean we we've already we've uh, by taking chase there we are already saying hey they're not going to pass like lot I, I, if you look at uh, the projection from chase is like a, a later first round value but it uses like a 58 most of them use some kind of 58% um pass rate whereas by him taking uh, him there we're making a statement that hey no they're not um well if you, if you look at their legacy yeah. splits uh, if you want to make that point um,
1: um i think it's higgins maybe we can make a case for aaron jones who's kind of a value etn higgins yeah with you though
2: i was gonna say the only value here would probably be like, aaron jones would be a value um
1: too slow we got higgins that's fine we gotta we gotta talk a little faster I know, oh, sorry, that's
3: my bad. I, I did a shot in there where I just up the clock <laughs> yeah, until a 10 seconds okay. left.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes I think that, like, when I get Higgins at a good value on a team that already has Chase, I don't mind that. Sometimes I, it seems like that's kind of a hedge, right? Um, but but I'm good with it, and we just kind of have to get Burrow on this team now
3: so um the way i the way i look at it and i i've done this on a team with uh ben gretch um is that if you look at the Bengals, um, if you look at their their pass their their run pass ratio from like uh i think the this the split i used was week 12 through to to the super bowl i think he used even earlier week four on it's like above 60 percent and if you uh if you get them to like 63% pass rate, which is what, what they were, I think it was week 12 on, um, and then just assume a few extra plays because more passes means more, uh, more plays, then th- that, that's what makes Jamar Chase, the, the, the receiver one. But that also pushes up T. Higgins. Um right. I guess I What I like we, about
1: this build is that it does give you a really high weekly floor. Because if you know if Chase has a bad game, that probably means Higgins is having a good game. So, right might limit your ceiling a little bit, but both of you know either of these guys can put up 30 points any week. So you're not. It's not like you're taking a, a huge hit. You'd obviously prefer to have multiple guys putting up 30 points, but uh, and I'm okay with it. I well, guess you could also get the Week 16 longer. version
3: of the Bengals, Where so we're we're at. You could, you could also get the Week 16 version of the Bengals where, uh, okay, T. Higgins, he's the guy who smashed, but Jamar Chase still had, I think he still had 20 points or so.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. After we take Higgins, Mike Evans goes, Aaron Jones, Michael Pittman, George Kittle, ETN, James Connor pretty much as you would expect. I was thinking after the fact that we probably should have considered a tight end at, at uh, 304, Walter Kittle, but... 'Cause Waller's not gonna make it back to us. But we'll see.
3: Yeah, well, I think we probably should have considered Waller, but Yeah. Now, one of the
2: things that I always forget about these like uh live drafts is just sort of how chaotic it is. Cause like I'm trying to do like a bunch of like live stream research just in case anything anything is amiss or <laughs> what we're missing. And you know, making sure and I've only got the one screen. <laughs> um yeah. Just, so just from, from Connor, from your perspective, from your research, you showed that an elite TE uh, with 2QB in the window sort of seems to be one of the more optimal approaches in this format. Do you mind talking to about it a little bit more like what is, you know, what defines that elite TE range or what do you think makes for a good elite TE for us and two uh, and uh, where do you think we should be looking at uh, our 2QB build just to, you know, talk a little bit about your article and the work the fantastic work on road of is
3: um well i think at traditionally it's been a little the elite has been a little bit earlier and um, especially on uh, ffpc you're probably talking around three or four and um, so I, I i i i used that before round five just because if you look at last year and um, the, the the tight end breakout came from mark andrews and um, but in mo in, in most cases, you're not going to want to, to kind of try and, and bank on um, one of the kind of later in-between tight ends. I, I I personally in most of my drafts I'm looking at those kind of top five guys, and uh, with Darren Waller being the cutoff. And um, but with our situation here, we're probably gonna have to try and either make a bet that uh we get another uh sort of Mark Andrews type breakout where uh, somebody who is just a top quality player is is just going too late, or we're we're gonna have to try and make it work with a with a frankenstein tight end and um,
1: as you say that, we see both Darren Mahler and Dalton Schultz go off the board. I know Schultz is getting some buzz, but he's like. Where I see him going, I, I think, think it's like the worst pick in the draft.
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, like, no one has ever regretted overdrafting a Dallas Cowboys tight end, right? That sounds All right. right. <laughs> it, what was the other guy's name from last year who was going in, like, a similar range? <laughs> the not golden Shots guy, the other guy. Know. You, you know who I'm talking about. I don't remember. No one remembers his name.
3: The Cowboys guy.
2: Yeah, the other one, not not Blake ball- Jarwin.
3: <laughs> <Our> <laughs> Thank way, you.
2: Man. There you go. Jarwin. what happened to him?
3: He lost his job, I guess.
2: <laughs> he's a he's a free agent. He really did lose his job.
1: <laughs> no, that's too bad.
3: That is a bummer. Uh yeah. Dalton
1: he, hey. he
3: he is a perfect example of someone who's like, Oh yeah, projectable volume. It's yeah. like they have to throw it to somebody. Let's give it to this guy. Maybe that, that won't be the, the best solution for the football team, but that's it. Uh, let's project it anyway.
1: All right, we're coming up to our pick. There's one guy I think would be awesome if he fell to us. Who I'll put in the chat.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm good with the uh, the names. I'm good with our top two picks in in the. Uh, in you, guys, you guys are absolutely not going to believe who Blair who Blair mentioned, and it
2: is, um, to no one's surprise, he's he's doubting a running back. Um I, I'm actually I'm actually
1: kind <laughs> the of not where really... you just went who was not the guy I mentioned. No, that that was the one. Um yes. Brees Hall goes oh. on. I think with the week seventeen matchup, Gabe Davis is a pretty interesting pick here.
2: Sure. Um there's a couple of other wide receivers that I'm interested in, but but um Connor, I wanted to get your thoughts on TJ Hawkinson and and
3: We're Dallas Goddard here. We're on the clock. Oh I'm uh, a, I'm in terrible
2: picks.
3: TJ Hawkinson terrible pick. If <laughs> <And laughs> I consider him. Uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree easy. with Blair. I think uh, Gabe Davis is the way. No, oh, no, I mean I'm in the fifth. This is
2: Gabe Davis, like one hundred percent.
1: All right. Yeah, we don't want to time out again. No.
2: Yeah, because this is this is kind of the start, but um, that's why I wanted to get your thoughts on those two tight
3: ends in the fifth. But you think they're terrible picks? Um, yeah, and what makes, well, them, what makes them terrible? Pay, um, uh, projectable volume, um, and and that kind of propping that guy's up. So, um, to be honest, I yeah, uh, how do I say this? <laughs> <laughs> I I I just I I I think as well that uh, um. We were just, like I said, we we're just talking about Dalton Schultz volume propping people. I mean,
2: the 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 issue I think with those two tight ends is there's a bunch of guys who we'd probably prefer ahead of um, them. Right. There, I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown is still out there. Uh, you've got um, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure. My, my my command center keeps pulling me away. There's like a few others as Marquise Brown, Jerry Judy, Amon Ross St. Brown, and even Juju Smith-Schuster. You might want to consider ahead of them um so i was i wanted to really get your thoughts there on on some of those wide receivers over
3: the tight end and how it fits in some of your findings that you've got um what what why what what about the receivers well i i think that the big thing one of the big things about um ffbc is that they receive the receivers get they do get the the full point ppr and with how pass heavy the league has gotten the um the receivers just they just score so many points on in this set, in this format. Um and so you really do want to have like a, a kind of like firepower at receiver.
2: Yeah, I, I mean Deontay Johnson went there. Uh, it's kind of interesting as he goes there uh in the late fourth here, if only because earlier today, if you listen to this on Monday, he injured himself on, on Sunday in a preseason game. This injury, I believe, is expected to be very mild, so um, not bad. You know what I mean?
3: Right. I think it's an AC sprain.
2: And... Yeah, he's such a beast. He should be fine. But um, it it does it does leave something, you know, at least interesting on in how to play the the Steelers as pass catchers. Um, does you know if he's not a hundred percent, does that open up more opportunity for Claypool or even Pickens? Um, yeah. Who knows? Um, okay, this is – so Jalen Hurts goes um, as the third quarterback off the board. J.K. Um, We're on the clock. Yeah, mm-hmm. and J.K. Dobbins just went, so we are on the clock. Yeah, so um, I want
1: to hear quickly your reason why you're not into
2: Bateman here. The reason I'm not really well, interested. Mm-hmm.
3: I know I said that uh, Hawkinson was a terrible pick, but that's also because I didn't want anybody listening in to uh, – <laughs> I'm good with. I, I think he is probably just a pick, but yeah, I, I think I think, I, I think Hawkinson's the pick here. Unfortunately,
1: I'm always hesitant to take. I mean, I like Hawkinson, and I'm going to draft him here, but I'm I am hesitant to take him on FFPC because he's so cheap on underdog. Like you can get him four rounds later than this sometimes. So right. So yeah, uh, I like getting my exposure over there, and then getting getting other other guys on. Uh, On FFPC, but if you're looking for a tight end who can really rise into the ranks of the elite guys, then uh, Hawkinson fits the bill. I mean, last year in the finals of this tournament, I think 11 out of the 12 teams had Mark Andrews. Basically, you you needed to have that elite tight end, and specifically that tight end who was drafted in like the middle rounds and rows to be uh, a guy. So.
3: You, you, like, I think that the takeaway there, or one of the big takeaways there, is that you need a breakout tight end. You either need an elite or a breakout tight end to win in this format. And, um, if if we if we did, if we had to let him go, it w- it would have been just so challenging for us to make up for that firepower at tight yeah. end. And and you really you just the uh, the tight end premium, the like the fact that. You get the extra flex spot on FFPC. It, it really makes um, tight ends firepower so important.
1: Josh has a question here: Hawk over Goddard, and how do you see those two?
3: It's a very good question.
2: Um, uh, I actually, in my opinion, I kind of, I kind of do tend to lean um, Goddard a little bit more than Hawk. Uh, but that said. Um, just from a sheer volume or PPR perspective, like, you know, given the fact that you get points per each reception here, I think Hawkinson's got a pretty clear path or at least a clearer path to, uh, to rank to being a a tight end premium monster, just because he's real competition. There's Swift and, um, Amon Ross St. Brown, whereas Goddard's going to be battling with AJ Brown, Miles Sanders, um, sorry, not Miles Sanders. Devonta yes. Smith and on a slightly lower flow offense than than um Hawkinson. is not, you know, because like Hurts has always has the ability to scramble. And so you're gonna get less pass attempts there. So I think just from a raw perspective, this is fine. Um and that's where that's where it gets a little bit iffy. And part of the reason why we wanted to go tight end is because it goes a lot with what Connor's been talking about with that elite tight end. Cause if we don't have that elite tight end, then what are we doing? Um, at least for for uh, this build, that the way we're the way we're building it, this is sort of a purest uh, zero RB approach.
3: I think the reason for me to be uh, TJ Hawkinson over Goddard is if you look at Goddard last year, he set ca- a kind of career highs and, and a bunch of efficiency metrics, and so last year was the breakout year in a way for Goddard, and um, so. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, well, we kind of need this guy to compete with Kyle Pitts. Um, how is how how is he how does he he going to catapult himself from where he is now to the first or second round value when he already just set his career high in, in, in yards per right run and stuff like that? Whereas, Hawkinson, his uh, his I guess he he's still like a, a younger tight end and there is a case where if he does kind of blow up in some of the efficiency metrics, like from saying, Hey, he's in a better offense now. Hey, uh, tight ends take longer to develop. Maybe this is the year where he does add add a, uh, like take a step forward. Like that, that's kind of one of those things where it's easier for me to see that big step forward for him.
1: All right, we take Hawkinson after that. Rashad Bateman goes off the board. Amon Ross St. Brown, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Goddard goes McLaurin, Michael Thomas. The team at 112 takes Tom Brady and Chris Godwin getting those uh, Tampa Bay stacks. A little bit early for Brady, but... Yeah, yeah, I I think... You guys,
3: right? uh, They also took Cam Akers at the end of the four which is a bit strange after the uh, the injury news came out uh, about acres about mm. they don't know when he's going to practice kiran williams is going to be a, a key part of their uh, their season plan like yeah
1: yeah um i know hassan you're a big daryl henderson stan is that how you're trying to play this news with cam acres or any interest in kyron williams late
2: yeah, I'll, I'll be. I think I have a little bit of Kyron Williams from pre-draft, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think Henderson might be the way to go just because he's been like so so cheap all off-season, and it's like people learn nothing from last year, <laughs> and it's the same price, um, uh, and um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like at this point, like you could start appending it with like scam makers, and you'd be very correct, right? Like they've just. Yeah, yeah, J- Joshua's right. Like they've been holding camp makers out of practice. There's no, there's no uh, timetable. Like he's saying, he's still not really running on grass. I don't know where this come- came from. Is this because he like
3: they pushed him back too early after an Achilles? I don't. We don't know very much about it, right? Well, I mean, the season starts in a week in, in two weeks now, and they're like, oh yeah, we don't know when he's going to be back. I I mean, for me, that 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 does get to a point where that's very yeah. Uh, very concerning for that player especially when there's limited detail yeah
1: yeah yeah it's too bad because acres was a guy who you know when you're looking at at running backs in that range there aren't a lot of guys who you can see that have have the kind of upside that would turn them into <clears throat> into like a first or second round pick next year right Akers maybe has that or would if he were healthy
2: yeah i don't know lazard problem. Alan Lazard goes um so the next few picks there after Brady Godwin it goes AJ Dillon, Tony Pollard DK Metcalf and Alan Lazard um so the as so what how how are you guys playing this Alan Lazard muse or you know hype like I'm not really interested in really not interested in him at this price I was interested in him at all so I'm <laughs> I've been fading him fairly hard um all off season so it, I if, if, you know, I don't know about you guys. Yeah,
1: I'm with you. I don't, I don't tw- quite get this uh, this price on Lazard. I think Dobbs is a much better way to play this team. Even, even Christian Watson is better.
2: Well, I mean,
1: he might not be better, but at his price, I think he's a better way to play it. Um,
2: Connor, you I, had some
3: good notes on Christian Watson earlier. Um, so yeah, I, I, I the, the problem with Watson is that it took him like into his fifth year to right. break out at a small school and he, he kind of is the profile of guys who just get overdrafted of like oh he runs a great 40 time and he he, he looks good in, in 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 the uh the senior bowl but he, he never actually or it took him a long time to produce as a as a college player and it's like okay well that, that's a that's a very kind of limited way that, that 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 can win and I get I guess one way to think about it,
1: all right josh jacobs um, goes
2: kyler mario went before that mm-hmm. um, i think it's got to be burrow here right It's just got to be
1: burrow
3: right. i mean there's no we've there, already planted no our flag on uh <laughs> on joe burrow 10 uh qb1 season like
2: yeah uh, <laughs> we we might as well honestly just be stacking all the bengals as op- like opponents going forward well,
1: this is why this is why i was trying to make a case for rashad bateman at uh 504 because You get two games against the Bengals, Um, but I'm happy with Hawkinson too. But I mean, is this kind of the way you like to build your teams for these tournaments, Connor, with uh, going all in on, on a team and their opponents, or do you like to be more diversified?
3: It depends. I think, I I really do think the Bengals are a special situation where uh, you, you have this huge potential for essentially a projection error of where, uh they're all being kind of valued based on these projections and there's this huge potential for the the pass rate expectation to be wrong like you you uh you saw how they play like i said i I mentioned the the um the splits towards the end of the season where they pass a lot more often and then there was that quote from joe burrow uh i think it was last week and it's like oh how, how do you guys plan to uh to play down at play this year and they're like oh we're just going to throw deep to our our, our our two big horses like that's how we're going to play Uh-oh. and um generally i guess if for other teams i think i would be a little bit more leery about spending kind of this early capital all on the one team and um, just because it, it it is hard for that to pay off but just the fact that it could be so concentrated um, and yeah. the projections could be so wrong. And, and in fact, they're just so good. Like, I don't think, I don't think there's many teams or offenses that just have players with that kind of caliber. Like T, T- Higgins is probably the best receiver on 90% of NFL teams. Whereas <laughs> now he's the, the wide receiver too. Like Joe Burrows, easily one of the best, in, in my opinion, easily one of the best quarterbacks in terms of uh, throwing the ball deep and, and making big plays
1: all right, the drafter at 101 Double Taps running back here with Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. I was kind of hoping Singletary would would hang around. That's a little bit earlier than I've seen him go. Uh,
2: yeah, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the guy drafting out of the one or two because he took Jalen Hurst and doubled up with Derek Carr as a quarterback nine ahead of Trey Lance. Yeah. Um, so there's... I don't even know why.
1: Yeah, and as the as the Debo owners... Lance would be pretty enticing at seven Oh four. Although there are some interesting wide receiver targets on the board too. Well, there goes one of them.
2: Yeah, there goes. I mean, Drake London was an interesting, you know, target is also, uh, Elijah Moore. If you guys are interested in that.
1: Um, okay. We're on the clock. Uh, there's Elijah Moore. There's Juju. I think Trey Lance makes a lot of sense as well. What do you guys think?
3: I I really like uh Trey Lance here. You good yeah, with that? Yeah
2: I'm good with that. My entire financial like fantasy season comes down to like Trey Lance just not being bad this year, I think. <laughs> um All right. on a on a on a dollar weighted basis, I think I've got so much more to Trey Lance and like I think I've got him on every other one twenty five team too. <laughs> this is a, like no, except for the one really, I'm doing It's
3: really Honor. hard to pass on Juju. David. I know.
2: Yeah. Yeah uh benefit is i are two of they the qb's in the window um
1: that's uh that's one of the things that that connor has pointed out it is such an easy way to give your team like a really big advantage and almost right. no one does it
3: right it, it's it's one of the rarest things and then the other thing as well is like, i think this is a point that, that sean has kind of brought to light is that the window really is moving up yeah Um. Like I I wrote an article a few weeks ago that it used to be that you could do the late round QB, but that was when Cam Newton like in his prime Cam Newton was going around Matt Ryan, and that uh, that just is not happening anymore. Yeah. So if if you're not getting that kind of caliber, then the the whole strategy, the whole thesis is different. And I mean the thing about Trey Lance there is like okay yeah we got him in round seven, but the potential for him to beat, let's say, for example, fifth round Tom Brady, third round Josh Allen, like if he's even close to those guys, yeah. like this is just a fantastic pick.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of, it seems early 704, but when you look at how many quarterbacks went off the board ahead of him, right, are we talking two, four, six, eight, ten? 10, he was the QB 10. So that's pretty good
3: uh, Goldblower just asked, him, do we worry about in-season management? So I guess this is best ball. So we, uh, we, there's no in-season management. Essentially our best pick, our best, uh, squad every week is automatically going to be the one that plays. It's um, a good
1: question though. If this were a managed team, I think we definitely would not be taking even, right. We'd really no, take a second quarterback at all.
3: Like really yeah. what we're hoping for is that, uh, we kind of ping pong off of Joe Burrow and Trey Lance uh, in the playoffs, so that uh, let's say Trey Lance and and Debo Samuel's go nuts in week sixteen, and that makes that that means that Jamar Chase is a low is a low advance rate player into the final, and then hopefully they uh, they go nuts in week seventeen again. Yeah.
1: All right, this guy who took Kelsey and Mahomes lets Juju slide again. I thought he might take him. In the sixth round, he doesn't take him even in the seventh round. So, I mean, uh, is there
3: some news we're missing? I'm sorry, yeah,
1: but, but, um, I mean, yeah, Juju was tempting to me at at uh, 609. Right. And there goes Antonio Gibson earlier than he's been, but that's expected. Is that the way you guys would want to play the commanders backfield now
2: with Gibson? Um, with Gibson, I might be more
3: interested in.
2: Yeah, I mean, Gibson's probably the way to go, but it depends on how much people are willing to reach on him.
3: Right, not at that price, probably. Like,
2: uh, I mean, you are just
3: back to where he was. Like,
2: and 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 for those of you, and for those of you who aren't um, aware or haven't heard, Brian Robinson was unfortunately a victim of a uh, car burglary attempt, and he took multiple shots, uh, was shot multiple times. Uh, luckily, thankfully, he's still doing well. Um, our
1: thoughts and prayers are with him. Injuries they mentioned. He's in stable condition, but obviously yeah. going to be uh, he's going to miss some some time.
3: That's so tough as well. Like, yeah. can you imagine? Like, he really did like smash his like pre-draft expectation and like absolutely crushed training camp. Reports that he's going to like displace like an established NFL player, and then to have this happen is like.
2: It's so tragic. It is so tragic. Cause you I mean, he he won that role. He won that job.
3: Right. Um
1: there goes Juju finally.
3: At uh I didn't even know. I'm maybe this is telling on myself. I didn't even realize that uh uh Juju had a sore knee. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Joshua made a good point just saying
3: that he has a sore knee and is probably pushing him down. But I I think that's one of those things where like these guys play football. They all have sore knees. I <laughs> promise you, all of their knees are sore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I've been kind of just reading the Juju soreness injury news That's kind of like a non-issue because I'm still taking him. Well, obviously not not when I can take Joe Burrow and Trey Lance. <laughs>
3: right. It was just one of those things where the way we started there uh, dictated what. Yeah. yeah.
1: On another team, I probably would prefer Juju over both the quarterbacks, to be honest. Right. All right. So we see after we take Lance, Zach Ertz goes off the board, Elijah Mitchell, Ramondre Stevenson, Adam Thielen, David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson, Cordarell Patterson, uh in the seventh round it seems early. Juju Smith Schuster, Cole Komet, and Hunter Renfro. Uh any surprises there? I mean Comet, obviously, like he is uh you know, they don't have a ton of weapons in Chicago, so he might just get a lot of targets, but how are we a believer in in comet breakouts?
2: Comet I think this is a classic case of empty targets.
1: Yeah. That's always the concern with with these guys on bad offenses. Like even if you can project yeah. them for a lot of targets, what does that mean? I mean, I remember years ago everyone was drafting like Pierre Garçon in the in the fourth round or something.
2: And, uh... was it was, it, was it Sharp? There's another one. No, <laughs> oh, he was a Titan, he was on the Titans, I think. Um yeah, Joshua so did... makes a good new uh sorry, you're saying Connor?
3: Uh no, I didn't I didn't mean to interrupt.
2: Oh no, I was just gonna say Joshua has a couple of really good notes here in the chat where he says that Juju New issues was uh it's been underreported by Beats. It's been going around since the first preseason game. This is kind of similar to what was happening to him while he was here in Pittsburgh. Um, I say that like he was hanging out at my house. No, it was happening to him during, um, games, lots of reports of him having fluid drain from his knees. Um, and you know, Joshua also mentions like Waddle's injury news, nothing from the beach in the past two weeks. I do think Waddle's injury news is a, like a little less concerning because he doesn't really have like a chronic history, uh, especially the, at the NFL level then, uh, than Juju does. and I, But I also think it's partially because, uh, Miami's, um, uh, the beat reporters aren't there's not a lot of them if that makes sense um uh so i think that that's just by virtue of the fact that there's just not that many reporters or a lot of eyeballs covering it yeah. um a lot, so just to have to call commit hunter renfro goes and christian kirk then elijah moore and i think that's finally because a lot of people are probably nervous because flacco starting game one but that doesn't mean anything um that Team out of the 109 is interesting because they got Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Travis Etienne, Dalton Schultz, Dallas Goddard, DK Metcalf, David Montgomery, and Elijah Moore.
3: One thing that I think is notable about uh, this draft is that it, it seems to be a lot closer to kind of like a, a main event slash football guys, e- ADP, yeah. where yeah. these running backs are going a lot earlier than um, than they do in the slow draft that I've been doing. Yeah. So, um it's definitely leading to some uh, adp value at the other positions
1: yeah that's true but then
3: on the other hand um when the mall gone so early you you, you really do have to figure out how do you how do you get your running backs i agree
1: yeah and there's a few little bit more more in in best ball than i would in a managed league um, but yeah, like you said, it's been interesting because I've been adding players to the queue, and almost invariably, when we get close to the clock, all the top guys are wide receivers. But yeah, it is about time that we, uh, you know, in in a managed league, I'd be happy pushing running back off until you know well into the double digit rounds almost. But but here, you want to
2: get you want to get that floor a little bit more. Uh, it's a little bit like I, I mean, I think I think the play for us here. Um, there's only one other wide receiver or two of the wide receivers I'd be interested in, uh, before taking a very long nap. Um, but, oh my goodness, um, that was one of the running backs I was really hoping would fall to us was Rashad Penny he goes to the team at the one Oh six. Yeah. Uh, we're on the, we're on the clock. If you guys want to talk through it, I can finish my point later.
1: Okay. So, I mean, I think that the running backs we like might come back. I'm looking at Brandon Ayuk or Devante Smith here.
2: Yeah. I'm in the same boat.
3: I, I think it's Ayuk, right?
2: Um, Ayuk, one wait. second. Let me let me see if they play the the Niners at all. What's that? Let me see if they play against the. They don't play against either the Eagles or the Niners, so I'm fine with Ayuk. Yeah, but we
1: have Lance, so
2: oh, we have Lance. And, oh, yeah, so that's fine. You know, two different stacks,
1: and the one good thing is that both the um both San Francisco and Cincinnati play against the NFC South this season. So if we wanted to kind of play some matchups, we could go with some cheap nfc south guys not that there are a lot of intriguing nfc south guys but
3: that, that's a good point though. Something to keep an eye
2: on. i mean there's a few there's a couple of running backs who i think i'm very interested in who should come back here um there's one i'm definitely kind of want um um ahead of the other are they in the queue oh i, I don't have access to the queue unfortunately oh,
1: well you should just sign in and then you can see it
2: <laughs> yeah I have, I have, I have, but one screen. I am very technologically disadvantaged. <laughs> put him, put him in the private chat. Uh, I'm trying. Um, <laughs> uh, I have, I, I kind of have uh, a lot more interest. And in, you don't even have him in the queue. Well, you just get drafted. Um, I assume he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, for the team out of the 103, takes Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins, Kareem Hunt. And Damian Harris. Uh, I, I will say from a ball perspective, taking Chubb and Hunt and then hoping for a trade is is not what I would do. Um, but Godspeed to this guy. Good God. Matt Sanders goes as well. Um,
1: well yeah, I mean, if this guy doesn't take Devontae Smith, he would be hard for me to pass up even though we I do. don't
2: think we can. I don't think we can pass him up
1: oh well that's another guy i liked he took george pickens but um i, I have
2: no interest ahead. in george pickens ahead of Jawanta smith
1: yeah i think that that doesn't make a lot of sense you want to go smith here and we'll just go extreme zero rb yeah that's, I mean no.
2: we, we might as well this is a road of his stream. let's do it
3: it feels like we're rolling back the years here where, uh, <laughs> Uh, all that all, uh, all draft season, it's all been all about. Oh, but the the wide receivers go so much earlier now. Like, do we? Th- how do we take advantage of that? with Running backs, right now, we're now we're we're rolling back the clock. The running like, backs are, are steaming up the board. Yeah, we're getting the I'm, best wide receivers we can. We should be happy about this. I'm,
2: I'm I I actually am happy about this because <laughs> there's only so many running backs you can. I mean, you run out of wide receivers very very soon. I think. Um And there's a lot of running backs who I still want to take. That's true. Um, I mean, it right.
1: looks like a really ideological draft that we've done here. You yeah, know, we, we, we really like, couldn't even – we, we, we yeah. can't
2: even help it. Look, man, it's this draft found us. This draft found us. We didn't go looking for it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, look, we didn't – we didn't we didn't we didn't come in here come in here expecting to be like oh we're gonna draft
3: ideologically no that this was not our our intention yeah yeah this is gonna be the most uh, receiver heavy draft i i do all uh all off season probably
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
2: Eleven games of Jacoby Brissett under center, and if you really think they're gonna let him throw the football, good luck. Um, Kadarius Tony goes. This guy himself is, uh, you know, he played two hit one and a half right. good Kadarius games. Tony is year.
3: great, but he never plays.
2: Yeah, he's he's really good in theory. I like the theory of Kadarius Tony. He's just in practice. He's just not. Right. He's not a real person. <laughs> like, like 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 um. Uh, he's dealing with like, m- like a hamstring issue that seems to have stuck around all year. I have no idea. Um, I mean, I know that there were like, uh, you know, people talked about him being kind of uh, immature and therefore leads to conditioning issues. But um, yeah, I have no idea what to make of that.
3: It's interesting that uh, there w- we had this pocket where so many quarterbacks went. And now, uh, now the-, the quarterbacks are kind of like nowhere to be seen.
1: Yeah, I guess everyone who wanted a quarterback got their guys. So it's there's now a bit of a <clears throat> bit
2: of a lull. Yeah. So just so just out of curiosity, would you guys take back that Lance pick? I, don't, I mean, I don't think I would. No, he's going to be finishing QB two on the season.
1: Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with the way the team has turned out for sure.
2: Yeah, and I think that there's just. I mean, at this point, like when you're looking at all the reaching that's currently going on, this I mean. Um, a variety of at a variety of positions, like I'm really not that concerned with uh, reaching on
3: um, any running backs that we might be interested in right yeah like this is one of those drafts where um, we know that the the adp or the the average doesn't really apply here we're, like, we're we're now trying to how do we make the best team given we know the dynamics of this draft. Yeah, it's like sometimes that does mean hey, this is this is above where they normally go, but um, it's the best pick for this team.
2: Right. Yeah, and we just have to accept that. I mean, like this I would be very dumbfounded if teams from out of the 101 uh, took another running back only because they had JT, Damien Pierce, Devin Singletary, and James Cook uh locking up that entire buffalo backfield uh not not sure why um <laughs> one or two went cmc leonard fournette and also they took miles sanders but they also reached on Derek carr so uh not sure why they did that um team 103 has as i mentioned before nick job jk dobbins kareem hunt and damian harris if they take another running back here, I have no idea why. They also took George Pickens earlier than Devonta Smith, Amari Cooper, Kadarius Tony, Chris Olave, Nuke, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I like this comment. Um, comment. Yeah, there's there's a good comment here in the chat. Back to back QBs in a zero RB build seems suboptimal, and by suboptimal, I mean bad. Um, so the good news is, is that Trey Lance actually is an RB, so we're okay.
3: <laughs> a special flex spot that he, we get to use them in our running back score or a quarterback, depending on which one we want.
2: Yeah, yeah, but the but the but the thesis behind the play here is we only wanted to roster two quarterbacks in this best ball draft, so um, we're done. Like we're not going to be taking any more quarterbacks. Like you know, people can take their uh, Trevor Lawrence's and Justin Fields's, and we we wouldn't be too concerned.
3: Well, I I think the other part of it is is that. If you are going to if you're going to to pass up on running back for as long as we have until uh um until d- double digit rounds, well then you really do have to you have to be awesome uh, oh, at yeah. other, other positions, and so we're that that's kind of what we're doing. We're going to be awesome at receiver. We're going to be awesome at quarterback. And hopefully, awesome at tight ends. And by the way, we're still going to be good at running back.
2: Team, <laughs> team, team. One ten. Uh, just takes Kenneth Walker. So they've got Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, AJ Dylan, Cordero Patterson, and also Kenneth Walker. There's a lot of teams here that should mm. be stopping at five running backs, but do you think they will? No.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's it. This, this is the uh, one. One of the interesting things about FFPC is that um, you have the two running backs and then the two flex spots. And so we would normally see it as like, oh, hey, uh, the receivers are projected for more points. So it's it's kind of really three, three or more uh, receivers you want starting every week. Whereas um, I guess there, there are people who, who will see that more along the lines of, oh, hey, the running backs are the best picks. So I want to, I want to, to start four running backs every week. And so um, – then, you, then you, you don't just stop at five running backs. You you, you go or six or seven, and I think that we're gonna we're definitely gonna see a few teams do that where we would not see it as uh we would see it as suboptimal, as uh, as Ghosty likes to say. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, I I,
2: I will probably say that there's there's um, yeah. Ray crew mentions if Eno is in the RB one for this team, then what are we here for? Um, I. I i i will say that that uh this is a very fair point and if you saw my Eno exposure for the third year in a row <laughs> you'd be very worried um i mean now it's just only superseded by my trade lands exposure um i who have been very nervous about hassan this is the year Th- this the year. year
3: did it work for uh, those people no
2: but it might, might work for it us might, it might work for i'm actually i'm actually fine because like i know that there's and i acknowledge that there's a very big blind spot that i have and so i'm not going to let my own personal biases like, truly color color my my um uh you know picking him and i think there's a very 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 clear-cut pick here for us yeah um Put it in the
1: private chat is um right at the top of the queue or is it the second guy in the queue?
2: no it's, it's the first guy right at the top of the queue um all right we're not that now i think we're we'll talk- talking about it um
1: about who made maybe kind of a surprise addition to sean's zero rb list um this yeah not, he's not the profile that i usually see
2: but melvin gordon yeah melvin gordon fits his build perfectly um uh, I, I will say it's it was surprising to see Kenny Gainwell go to the team that has Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, Elijah Mitchell, Rashad Penny, and then also Kenny Gainwell. I don't know what they're getting from Kenny Gainwell in that. In that, in oh, that, are that
1: you good with Melvin Gordon here?
2: We're on the yeah. Call. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah absolutely, yeah. he's the pick. Easy pick. Right. Easy. Sorry, go ahead. Now nah, you're good. Uh, I was just saying, like I don't like, and this kind of goes back to what Connor's point was. Was um, I don't know why a team with Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, Elijah Mitchell, and Richard Penny is taking Kenny Gainwell before considering, uh, you know, a tight end, um, uh, specifically, um, Alberto kunobu uh, I can never pronounce it. Alberto. Um, but
3: there he goes. Yeah. yeah he just passing right. up, uh, tight end through the first 10 rounds of the draft and a tight end premium does not seem, uh, like it's, that is
2: suboptimal friends. That is suboptimal. Um, going to crank it purple here, though. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mullins asks, why in managed leagues are people willing to push RB later in zero RB builds than a best ball league? Uh, So that's actually a good question, a fair question, and that's because in a best ball league, you don't have access to the waiver wire. So people do want to feel a little bit safer with uh, establishing a floor at either one or both running back spots before taking flyers. Um, So it definitely does open that uh there's like a fear to that if if that makes sense um and that uh, and that's you know in the opposite sense of that is we're also as a community very good at knowing who the you know top 12 running backs might actually be uh we're much shakier at receiver um so as you can see team 101 is is uh, a fear-based drafter uh you got jonathan taylor uh damian pierce this guy just seems to love drafting guys from the same backfield because he just took Naheem Hines. Um, so his entire team is Jonathan Taylor, Tyree Kale, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, Marquise Brown. Then it's Damian Pierce, Devin Singletary, James Cook, Pat Freermuth, Trevor Lawrence, and Naheem Hines. Um, uh, we just take Daryl Henderson, Berks and Rashad
1: White, go Daryl Henderson. We might also want to consider a tight end here. Um, I don't know how likely. Gerald Everett is to make it back to us? He might make it back. He's been sliding. I'm um, just trying to refresh the command center here. Gives him a 46% chance to make it back. Yeah.
2: It? I oh. mean, if not, if yeah. not, um, mm-hmm. I think I think Higby, Fant are all good backstops. Okay.
1: Alright, you want Henderson then? Yeah.
2: Connor, yeah I think
3: Henderson bad. is a pick here.
1: Alright. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Um, manage leagues. I mean, a lot of times when you think about best ball, you think that because you're not making those sit start decisions that you can, you can take more risks and you can let the kind of, um, the best ball element kind of help you out there. But it's actually not, I think the best way to think about it, because the other part of best ball is that you're not able to drop players who are underperforming. You're not able to replace them. Whereas since you can, do that in a managed league it actually is uh is a format that's a little bit more um conducive to the sort of risk taking that uh that you would want to do by pushing your pushing your rbs as far down the board well not as not as far down the board as you can but farther down the board then
3: well the, the the other thing as well is uh we're much our, our, our the belief is that we're much i sorry no not the belief we are much better at projecting uh running back performance week to week. Right. And so you can do that in a way and managed where like you, you can have a decent idea of how much each running back will score. And then you you, find, you do find weeks where there's guys that we're not even thinking about right now. Like they're way down the, the, the draft board, way down the queue and um, that will be projected for 15 to 20 points in season. And in managed, you basically you have more access to those type of guys. There's way more
2: flexibility in managed.
3: Whereas in uh in best ball, it's one of those things where the the vol the, the volatility that you need is almost in kind of like some of the role players uh to get you true stuff. Whereas like, okay, well this guy only plays on, on passing downs or he has this kind of role, and then there's gonna be weeks where that's a big part of the offense and there's going to be weeks where it has, it's a small part of the offense but you kind of really do you you need guys that you know are going to be on the field at, at, over a certain percentage of the snaps and so you, you you can't just kind of like pass through that where you you're much it's that's much easier and more palatable in uh in managed
1: and as we're talking romeo dobbs goes off the board he feels like a like a value at in the eleventh round now, uh, I, don't, I
3: don't think
2: so.
1: You don't think so? I mean, you know, no. in like uh, I mean,
2: I mean, I mean, in this draft, he's absolutely a value where he like that's kind of where he should be going. But like also, um, I do like the way that team has approached their build though. Like just just a recap for audio guys: um, Travis Kelsey, Cal Pitts, Michael Pittman, Mike Williams, um, Patrick Mahomes, Jerry Judy, Ramondre Stevenson. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Chris Olave, Russell Cage, and Romeo Dobbs.
1: And just, I was noticing, as you mentioned that, going back to Connor's point about getting two quarterbacks in the window, we see basically one, two, three, four, five, six teams who have decided not to do that. Yeah. Cause, I mean, and and the other
3: teams team team may team 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 decide team also team team. to not do it. Yeah. Like those teams I've taken two in the window. They could easily take a third quarterback too.
2: That's true. Yeah, and one of them was was a very big reach up from ADP and Tom Brady, um, as QB four. Right. No QB five. Oh, Isaiah Pacheco goes to the team that started with three running backs.
1: <laughs> what do you think of Pacheco in the eleventh? I mean, when he's going in like the seventh round in main events, at what point does he become interesting again? How far does he have to fall before you guys would take him?
2: Uh thirteenth.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was saying in some of our chats before that I'm someone who likes to likes to kind of buy into all the preseason hype. So Pacheco, you know, I mean, he was getting steamed so much. It's hard to it's hard to be a buyer at, at the prices that he was at. But um but he's getting that buzz. Makes me want to have some exposure.
3: Yeah, but we- like mm-hmm. The biggest thing for me about Pacheco is that um so he ha- he has all the, the physical attributes and stuff like that, but when it comes to functional on the field stuff, um he hasn't been very good. Like he was like he was bad in college, and then you see uh you see the, the kind of the film takes on him of all these mistakes he's making. Um it almost it what it makes me think is that um so he has the kick returner stuff, and then he looks. He, he gets into, into training camp when they're not wearing pads, and he looks so good. And they're like, oh, how does, he, how does he look so good here when he didn't produce in college? Well, maybe it was just because Rutgers are so bad that that's what happened. So how do we find that out? We play him with the starters in preseason, and we see what happens. How does he look then? And I, I, unfortunately for him, he, I, I don't think he has looked very good. Uh, with the starters so for me that's one of those things of like okay well he he might he probably does have this good week one role but other than uh at CH levels of stubbornness it's it's just really hard for me to see him be a player to help somebody win to, to win this tournament
1: for those of you who are uh, not able to see that pick at 1201 it was Irv Smith you could scroll down on that draft board
2: yeah, that's a, I mean, oh, I'm, oh, not, yeah. I'm I, <laughs> not either of you guys or any of you guys. Uh, Michael Carter goes to the same team that has Yonder Swift, Javante Williams, Scam Akers, James Robinson and Michael Carter. Oh, my God, man. This is a very RB hungry room, which is fine. Yeah. I, ju- I just got I just got really comfortable with getting a lot of these guys. So, like, you know, seeing this, it's a little bit more frightening. Um because like there's a whole bunch of like there' not really a whole bunch of a handful of receivers I really want, but
1: I think there's still some interesting running backs on the board, sure. and this is kind of the range where you know a lot of the interesting wide receivers got got cleaned out
3: I, I don't know there's like one left, i think one interesting wide receiver left, but like right, I know that when you're talking about definitely very interesting at this pick um but I think given our our, our start. Um Yeah, I, I I see I see the queue there, and with the exception of the second player in the queue, I think these those are all really good picks for us. And uh, if we got yeah. two of those four, uh, I'd be really happy.
1: I think I'm yeah, looking the guy who's fourth in the queue right now, just because of the way the rest of the draft is likely to is likely yeah. to go, how our build currently looks like getting yeah. four and five right here would actually be a good. A good way to shore up the team yeah.
3: okay
2: ray crew makes a good point uh pacheco could potentially just be Nile now davis is sort of a nice size seed profile just can't put it together yeah it also probably would explain why he's like a seventh round pick um i think that's a great comp yeah i think that's a really good comp um i mean there were moments in preseason where you just see patrick mahomes like motioning to like massive holes and pacheco's running the wrong way um and it's it's just I don't know it's just kind of funny and sad. Um, I was gonna ask you guys what you guys thought of Rojo um, and his. Do you think he's done enough to make the make the roster, uh, or
3: or what? I think that Nobody there's teams who about have picked. Is still on the board. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Nobody should draft him. Just
2: leave him for us. I know. I was just 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 let us take all the bad run. I mean, at this point, like. Why would you like a lot of these teams that have five or six running backs? Why would you take
3: another running back? Um,
1: okay. Algier was someone we were looking at. He goes,
3: I think this really pushes us towards your uh, your your plan, Blair. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's one guy who, if he makes it up oh, and he did, okay. So I was saying we should probably take a tight end, but there's a wide receiver who I don't want to miss either.
2: Yeah. I don't want to miss it, the wide receiver either. Um, the tight end might actually make it back to I don't think it makes it back from like team one oh three, but like I would much rather have that wide receiver than than like thinking we've got a chance that like maybe that tight end works out, you know what I mean? Because there's a couple of other tight ends who are kinda like here.
1: So we're talking Garrett Wilson or Gerald Everett. What do you think, Connor?
2: I think I think it's
3: um I like your idea of uh of of, of double t- trying to double top tight ends. Yeah. Um but um it would be, it would be interesting. I, I'm down for Garrett Wilson. Yeah,
1: you're you leaning toward Wilson, Hassan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Look at it. In. Yeah, I mean, it gets pretty thin at tight end. If Gerald Everett goes in the next six picks, then you're looking at Noah Fant. Maybe. Fant just went. Oh well, never mind. <laughs> the draft um, room
3: immediately punishes us.
1: What's that? I yeah, said the draft yeah.
3: room immediately punishes us. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, they can punish us, but really, punishing them like very <laughs> right mm-hmm. like the games are played. Um, because like the the one good thing about baseball is, uh, you're never worried about what a sit start decision for you looks like as long as you stacked enough upside on your on your roster. Um, like you really are, like you can over like in in managed leagues if you're if you're facing some kind of you know super intense running back scores you're worried about not being able to overcome them over here you can you're, you're not worried about really with a weekly variance looks like you're not worried about losing head-to-head matchups right because there, there are weeks where you will be out of it and then you're out of your you know four positions or five positions your wide receivers will pull up 110 points and all of a sudden you're like way back in it um so it's so it's fascinating to see people really shun a position that has gained a lot of steam, uh, you know, all off season. This is this really does feel like a very old school draft.
3: No, that's a very surprising pick. Uh,
2: Austin, Austin Hooper. Hooper, yeah, yeah. It just it just is setting us up for heartbreak, though, as we come around. Come around.
3: <laughs> it is um, it's setting us up for heartbreak.
2: Oh boy, this guy's
1: not gonna. Well. Oh,
2: he's no, he made it. Oh, wow.
3: Yeah, he
2: did.
1: All right. Well, I guess it's Everett here then, right? Yeah. yeah easily. All right. Um, um, you'd feel better with having probably one more tight end. I think a lot of the research we've yeah. done, Connor, has... Right.
3: We need three.
1: Three tight ends is usually a good way to go, especially with the 20th, with the 19th and 20th roster
3: spots. Right. Um, let me ask you something, Blair, and, and this could be wrong on my part. It feels... This year, that we have this huge collection of viable, like last round stabs at tight end that, um, if things break w- right, really have potential to to hit in, in a big way. Is that just that something where it, it it's felt like that every year for you, or is there something to what I'm saying?
1: Um, it definitely has not felt like that every year to me. Although I don't know that I would agree that it feels like that this year either. So maybe give me some names and then I'll, <laughs> although we don't. Okay, to...
3: Maybe, 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 uh, maybe have that conversation there. Yeah. Later in the... <laughs> I mean,
1: I've added some guys to the queue who are going way late, including one that's way too high on our queue, but. um.
3: <laughs> likely too high.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's likely too high.
2: We just took him. We, we, we had to force him in the seventeenth, in the sixteenth round, round. Wow, uh, this team got to win. Uh, took Zamir White. I do like their their uh, their team a little bit. Um, I wonder who the owner is. Their name is Schweddy Balls. There you go. Sometimes well,
3: they are uh, zero or b brethren.
2: Yeah, they are. <laughs> and then they took Zamir White. They, they they did a good job with the bully tight end, but they did not go to QB in the uh, in the in the window.
3: Yeah, there's there's a, there's a perception a bit that if you take a, an early quarterback, that you've invested yeah. in that quarterback, and so you should really be pushing your QB two to the end. Whoa, but,
1: Isaiah Likely in the thirteenth. All right, somebody is listening. Um, I guess we were not playing um, enough with that uh, one.
2: There's, there's no way, dude. Like, look at their team. It's Dalvin <laughs> Cook, Alvin Kamara, Travis Etienne, Dalton Schultz, Dallas
3: Goddard. I'm Deacon so glad Mecca. we got it, Gerald Everett. When we did, I know. This is yeah. like the motor of all tight end runs.
1: I know. I there. mean, there's no way Garrett Wilson would have made it to like the 14th round, but it would have been almost really interesting to do. I mean, Pant wouldn't have made it back, obviously, since he was taken right after we took Wilson.
3: right. And Tree may have taken Everett instead of uh
2: yeah that's true it's it's interesting to see a team with only three wide receivers before tight ends like they want to win in any way they can without taking a receiver although there's a very obvious receiver pick here who i don't think anyone is like taking there are two very obvious receiver picks here well three for especially for that team that only has three wide receivers ahead of isaiah likely but they're also a team that could have used uh two, you know, they might be going three quarterback. I have no interest in any of these quarterbacks going there. Because I think in this in this format, especially, they kind of turn a bit into roster cloggers. Like, you really want to free up those roster spots for other positions.
1: So, just update, since our Everett pick, we've seen four tight ends go off the board. David Joku, Robert Tunyon, Isaiah Likely, Evan Ingram, all seem a lot early than a lot earlier than you would expect them to go. Um there are a lot of teams that I mean there's one team that already has four tight ends. Um
2: uh, JD McKissick, oh, that's what I was hoping to we'll come back.
1: No yeah, no team yet with with uh, no other team with three yet.
2: So uh but the, what's interesting is that team with JD McKissick has six running backs now and those are DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, Cam Akers, James Robinson, Michael Carter and JD McKissick. Um McKissick is f- pretty much redundant to that team. Like I'd be very shocked if McKissick ever cracks their starting lineup. Like they could have used another wide receiver. Like, Like this is like the issue with snagging all of these wide receiver, like running backs is that eventually you run into truly diminishing returns where a guy like McKissick could put up 11 or 12 PPR points. But then if your faith in your other early, early running backs is so low, that I don't know why you're
3: drafting them. I do. Uh, I really like how our team has gone so far, though. Um, yeah, yeah. One one thing that I, I I like that even though we did pass on running back until the tenth round, Melvin Gordon and and Henderson, they are the type I think the type of players that really do give us the weekly floor, and uh, just to start the year, and um, hopefully, uh, most are gone. There is a bummer.
2: Yeah. yeah I, here's here's another team that I think is you know su- structural error. They take three running backs in the first three rounds, and then follow it up with a running back in the seventh round, and then they still also take Isaiah Pacheco and Raheem Mustard. Like I don't understand what those picks are doing for them. But this is the same team that has only three wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. and they took and one, four and, Yeah, and, and, and one quarterback. One quarterback. So like, one so like this is the, this. Yeah, six so th-
3: receiver, uh, running backs, three receivers, and on one quarterback.
2: It's
1: an interesting start,
2: to say the least. Yeah, uh, Blair, I'm axing this guy out of the queue, um, if only because he's going to do nothing for us. I mean, I was adding some receivers on there just, uh, just because they're interesting names. Who are you axing out? I I axed out uh, Jamison Williams, who won't be back until like November. I have no interest in him on this team. That's a veto. Like, he, He'll be a redundant yeah. asset as well. We don't need to. We don't need him to be good at the beginning of the season. No, we just. I mean, we don't need him. Period. Well, he could be awesome in the playoffs. Um, I disagree. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, he's definitely a tough pick. I think. Uh, man. Uh, but you added a different Williams on the same. Team. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I kind of, I kind of yeah.
2: hate. Like, I kind of hate it. But like, we can, we can well, avoid him if you want. But. Well, the guy I have at the top of the queue. Oh, we're on the clock. I mean, yeah, Eno yeah. I mean, we could take Tyrion Davis Price as well, but
1: he's been falling a bit. I think Eno's getting steamed. He yeah. could. I mean, these
2: guys are all kind of likely to come back, but no just in, I mean, we could, we could. Yeah, I mean, one of these guys is coming back. Like all of them. Are, possibly all of them are coming back.
1: I just don't. I just don't like a lot of the running backs before. <laughs> before these guys, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean.
3: I'm think I'm down it? to uh to make an ideological pick. All right. All right yeah, I mean I'm
2: good with it. If you want
3: if, if you want, know, we, we, we should win. go
2: with it.
1: If this team wins yeah wins the first prize, we don't want to have it be a team without Eno.
2: Yeah, I know. Um <laughs> I I would never live it down. Um uh, so we, we do think Eno is ahead of Keontae, right? Someone talked me into that. Oh yeah, for
1: sure
3: uh chianti
1: talk you into it i don't know i don't know how i could i mean i think the you know all the the stuff we've been hearing from kingsbury is is good on eno and we know he's a good prospect i think when those two things align that's more than enough reason to draft him
3: right and it's like we talked about before where uh in a draft like this you do have to uh uh ign- not ignore but put less emphasis on adp because it's like okay what's the draft pick that makes this team the best
2: yeah i mean we're we're in the range where we're just gonna throw adp out the window anyway right there's like one i mean we could probably wait on wide receiver because there's one guy i'm gonna put in the private chat who i'm really really interested in um
3: oh i i, I think i honestly think that we're done on receiver for a while For a
2: while yeah and I just put this guy's name in, and I think he could be a 20th round pick because I just think he'd be falling there.
1: Yeah, I think we can take – I mean, with only having two quarterbacks, we'll probably want another tight end, but I think we could get away with one more receiver, possibly two. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I think – Yeah, we, I mean – Definitely one, but – We only need one. What we doing? I really force my arm to, 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 to drop a, uh, a receiver here. Yeah, no, there's it a few like other guys. happening.
2: Yeah, there's a, there's like a bunch of running backs I'd rather have. Uh, all right,
1: let's move. Let's take this guy off the queue so we don't accidentally get him. Oh man, I'd so much rather have this guy who's at number two than the put person you put in the in the chat. All right, uh, so we have Tyrion Davis Price. We could go McKinnon. Could go Jamal Williams, who is um, Hassan's guy. What do you think? Make the case for Jamal Williams, Hassan.
2: Uh just the fact that he's probably gonna be splitting with, with Swift, probably be similar, sixty five thirty-five, probably probably some like cheap T D equity. Um You think he'll uh, be like the pass catching guy or or is I think hand more hand? I think he's no, I think he's gonna get some run, man. Like, I think he's gonna be sixty forty. Um yeah. and not not a lot of standalone value. I mean I'm okay with T D P as well or Jack McKinnon. What do you think, Connor? 15. Connor fifteen seconds, let's go.
3: I would have gone with TDP, but I'm fine with yeah, Jamal Yeah, so let's too. go.
2: Yeah, let's go. We can, we can go with Jamal and see what comes back. I don't know.
1: All right, Jamal. It's, it's, it's such like, a boomerish pick, but he's the one that is like usually going earlier than this. So right. It's to get that to get that small value on him.
3: The yeah, uh, the 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 reason to pick him is that he does have a tree down profile. Yeah. Um. And... I did hear something that he he had he played through an injury when he did play last year, mm. so that could uh, that could explain some of like uh, the 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 splits with Swift, and um, but yeah he has a, the the true down profile. If we do think I know I, or I know we've talked about it that uh, Detroit could be a lot better on offense this year, and so he could be someone who could take advantage of that. Um, he is our third running back. Uh, sorry. Our four, I should say forward oh. running back, um. So and he is a little bit. He is a little bit of a floor play, which um is is the is would uh, would have been the reason not to draft him. And I think that with that, we really do want to be swinging for defenses on our next yeah. running back picks. Yeah, I but agree. We can't be worrying about floor anymore. Like,
1: I agree. We've got we've got a bunch of guys who are uh, who are like solid, but. Right, Without an injury will not give us the kind of ceiling we need. So,
3: like J- Jamal, I think could be someone where if there is an injury, like because he does have the turd at the, the, the tree down profile, he could be someone where he, he, you get something interesting there. But it, it's not like hey, this guy is gonna this guy's alive for twenty five thirty points. It's more like oh, he could be alive for twenty.
1: Yeah. He's the kind of guy that you'd rather have, <laughs> I think, in general. You'd rather have him on a managed team because you know when you're going to be able to start him usually. Right. But he definitely has value if Swift gets hurt. Yeah. And probably even if he doesn't.
3: And so maybe that correlates uh, – I don't know. And uh, Maybe that correlates a little bit with our TJ Hawkinson pick. Uh, yeah. Their their contingent value is a little bit correlated. Right. I know and normally, they're their both- running back and tight end don't – Correlate well, but maybe in this case it might.
1: Yeah, if Swift if Swift gets hurt, maybe tight end, tight end and running back two are a little bit better correlated than
3: right. Or B one and T E one.
1: Right. You have to look into that. That's an interesting thought. All right. Got some interesting tight end QB picks. Some of these teams finally getting their second QB. The guy who took Mahomes in the fifth gets Mac Jones in the fifteenth which is a pick that I actually don't hate, but it's uh, you know, not structurally what, what we usually like to do in these best ball leagues.
3: Deshaun Watson uh, in the 15 does seem uh, not great. So yeah. essentially, you're going to have to rely on Aaron Rodgers and whoever else you're, you're now forced to take right through 13 weeks.
1: Right. I think that that pick actually makes a lot more sense if you get someone like a John Allen or a Mahomes who – you would expect that QB to be your starter most weeks anyway. And then right. Deshaun Watson is almost a lot Right.
3: Player. Yeah, I, I, I think that's interesting. That makes sense for sure.
1: Rodgers, I don't know if he's there without Devontae Adams. I don't know if he's got that. that right. Capability.
3: Well, when they're talking of their running backs, they're like, oh, our running, we lost our wide receiver, but our running backs are great. Our defense is great. Well, <laughs> maybe it's not a career year for the, for the quarterback. Yeah. I'm to scroll down. So um is this uh looked down upon to uh, be showing the uh the names of these drafters? I don't know. Not, I mean it's
2: there. I mean I think it's an, it should be looked down upon because some of it's kind of just outright embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, like like I would not want my name associated with taking Swift, Javante Williams, and Cam Akers. And following it up with James Robinson, Michael Carter, J.D. McKissick, and Mark Ingram, I don't think I would want that. This is why I love going on shows with you, son. But like, he also took Jamison Williams as his fifth wide receiver, who's not going to play until November. Like playoff hammer. He's not making the playoffs. Not with that
1: <laughs> uh, not <the laughs> NFL playoffs, the fantasy playoffs. No, he's not even cool.
2: making those. This guy is not making it out of this league. Yeah.
1: Uh. I think, uh, well, I don't know. You know, you drafted this team. You must be happy to put your name, put your name on it.
2: No, I mean we've we've really. Um, I mean, Jameson Williams ahead of KJ Hamler and Jalen Tolbert, right? Like that's.
1: Well, both Hamler and Tolbert should be going
2: earlier. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah.
3: Watson ahead of those two as well, which is incredibly very strange, perplexing. Yeah, that's uh, like like. The reason Watson not is... to take Kamler is because of the injury, but Christian Watson has also been injured. And the reason not to take Talbert is because he's a rookie and they're so like hard to reject. But that's also true about Watson.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it would be pretty nice if we get back uh, back to our pick and the guys we wanted are are still there, which is looking more likely. I don't want to jinx it, but I mean, in this room, we haven't been... Well, uh... oh, there goes McKinnon. All right, I should stop talking.
2: I mean, he we should have it. a backstop, man. We should have a back- I mean, one, two. That's see, like, Serenity now does have a good team. Uh, so just to give you guys who are listening an idea, it's Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams, George Skittle, Ezekiel Elliott, Lamar Jackson, Alan Lazard, who he over over drafted, Adam Thielen. Also, I don't know, I don't know why. I think there's actually him. a
3: very, very, very obvious pick here.
2: Oh yeah, no, we were talking about him last round. He's he's absolutely the pick. Um yeah.
1: Is it the guy we were talking about last round?
3: Oh 100 percent What about right? what if I threw at uh, Chris Evans?
1: I kinda like that.
3: We've made this huge bet on the Bengals. Now obviously Samaje would be there too, but um if we're gonna I guess we, we should consider uh uh the, the, the 49ers guy too, but in terms of like who has this contingent value that could really come into play in the playoffs
1: yeah um so did the you get, guy javier is mentioning
2: yeah even though we don't need receiver even we don't need receiver that's the yeah. issue um so, so so do you prefer the do you prefer the bengals guy or do you prefer the diners guy
1: yeah i'm more excited about uh chris evans honestly than tdp but and i guess evans is kind of a bet on like mixon getting hurt which
2: would help but change. p ryan p ryan's gonna play ahead though i don't know i think i think we'll get both though if you want to take if you want to take tdb first and then evans i think we i think we get both because davis price at the top of the actual queue All right. uh, doesn't matter
3: i just switched it it was like one second ago and yeah. i do like, oh yeah you're right um and well, i I, I, su- I actually clicked draft davis price <laughs> okay Oh, <So> nice this, <laughs> they're, they're going down, down, down covered both boat ways
2: um, I just, I just like again, like this is where I get really confused because, like, these are teams who have loaded up on running back much earlier, but they're not confident in their own bets. So they keep drafting more. Right. So, so it's like, like, at some point, like, if you're not willing to step back and logically think about what you're doing as you're going through this draft, especially in a best ball draft, then it doesn't like it does. Like, I think a best ball draft in its purest sense is, um, is an exercise in optimizing your 20 slots. Yeah.
3: That's what it is. Right. You're we really wanted Monster. We had him at the top of our queue. He just yeah. uh, went before he came back to us.
1: I yeah. Know. I, I was hoping we would get him in the 14th. I think it's not even clear that Chase is ahead of but, him, to be honest. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But like, that's the thing is that I don't understand how a team that takes four running backs in the first seven rounds drafts Pacheco and Monster. Like, where does that, like, why? Like, are you not confident in those first three picks? And why did you make them? You know, you know what I mean. Like, just like just from um, it's not, from a uh, yeah. But it's especially
1: bad when that team also has basically no receivers. Like, even even their top guys, I think, have major question marks. Metcalf and Elijah Moore.
2: Yep. It's, it's yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, you can't be confident with those guys as your first two receivers, right? Um. Because like like, this is where you let the draft get away from you a little bit is is where you're making those early running back picks. Then it's just like you either got to do what, um, well, I guess none of these teams did it here, but I guess kind of what one or two tried to do with taking McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette early, but then took Miles Sanders in the night.
1: There goes Bellinger, who I think is maybe one of the guys you were talking about, Connor, who's yeah, a right. tight end stab. And I do agree with that. Although I think I'd want oh, and McBride is another one, I think uh, I just man, man. yeah, I think I'd want them both to be a little bit cheaper even than this. Although, I mean, yeah. 17,
2: like, who cares? Uh, do you guys have any interest in De Ernest Johnson over Chris Evans? Or
1: well, there goes Ernest Johnson, he just got taken.
2: Uh, well, that reminds me, was it go Chris Evans.
3: No, no, after he got no? taken ahead of us, no, he's shit. don't want him <laughs>
2: yeah. when we
3: dropped him. Yeah, he's great. <laughs>
2: I think Evans is a good pick here. Uh, yeah. yeah, so so is so what I meant, right? Like, we were going to get him on the way back. We
3: do need a third tight end, though. All right, let's do it. And and, like, they're, they're, and having Samaje there as a backstop was uh, was the other reason to like. Oh, even yeah. if he goes ahead of us, well, we could still get Samaje the next round.
1: Yeah. All right, at this point, we need we probably want to take a third tight end, and I don't think we want to take two running backs. So. Um, we should you don't think we need a uh, or maybe even two receivers?
3: You don't think we'll need a? Uh, you don't think an eight running back is a uh, a good?
1: Uh, you miss. Uh, I think it it limits your upside a little bit. So I'd rather have. I'd rather do like seven, eight, or even six. Yeah.
3: Nine. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: No, no, that absolutely no, that that makes sense. I was gonna say that there's only one wide receiver I can really like. I really think would want. Um, Although had I seen this guy at the top of the queue, I might have been pushing for him. But I, I can say his name because he's not coming back. Um, I'm very surprised to see Michael Hardman still sliding.
3: Yeah, he, uh, of all the players that would slide, I, he's one I have an e kind of an easier time with. And yeah,
2: just because. I mean, I mean, you you would take Michael Hardman ahead of Corey Davis, right? Yeah, like
3: right. But like, then people, people can convince themselves, oh, hey, Corey Davis. Could be in line to to be a certain receiver, whereas McCos like okay, well they know he has these things that he's good at and he's not really good at anything else.
2: Yeah, I I I see the story that you can tell yourself, but like right, I just struggle with the with the with the not taking the seven rounds of value on him or whatever it is now. And
3: I'm gonna kick Taquan Thornton out of the queue because he's at yeah he's hurt
1: oh. That was a misclick, actually. I was trying
3: to. Uh,
2: oh, no, I'm also not interested in Ty Montgomery anymore. I think he's hurt, too, as well. Yeah, yeah, pretty, a pretty bad one. He was carted yeah. off. Yeah. I'm going to take Samadze off. Yeah, that's fine. We, we don't need to. Yeah, there's a good question here by Goblor. Any interest in Janu or rather get Dilsic? Um, yeah, interest in both of them because we do need a third tight end. We've been talking a little bit about that. We've gotten a little complacent of that position. Uh, if only because we've we we were fortunate to get to very very high like tight ends that we were ranked on, so we kind of push it late a little bit. What do you
1: guys think of? Yeah, uh, these are these are some some pretty gross names. I was about to say Adam Troutman, and I actually <laughs> won't say his name. No, I was gonna <laughs> say I was... vomit,
3: so you have to stop. <laughs>
2: yeah, I was gonna ask you guys, what are your thoughts on Rojo? Rojo, if only because if he gets cut like with the asy- a- asymmetric upside, like just from a risk adjusted basis, um, like if one of these teams like ahead of us takes him, then like I- I've no idea what they're doing in this room. Um, uh, but I was I wanted to get your thoughts on on like the idea of you know him either making the Chiefs roster
3: and we being okay with that. because you so look pretty thing good for him, is that mm-hmm. he's He's really, really good at running the ball, but he doesn't offer a team anything else. And, like, he doesn't play special teams. They they don't really trust him in the passing game. But if he gets on the field, he, he's going to score points because he is that good at rushing.
2: Yeah, but like, um, you could also see him getting caught and making it on someone else's roster, right? And there right. goes Mikola Hardman finally goes um, uh, as wide receiver seven times, just ridiculously late. That team got really bailed out because their wide receivers are, um, well, the Cortland Sutton and Michael Thomas, Hunter Renfro, Robert Woods, Devontae Parker, Christian Watson, Michael Hardman, and Kenny Galladay goes.
1: Josh asks, "How are you guys attacking the Colts tight end room?"
3: Yeah,
2: the answer is we're not. Yeah, <laughs> just, they, the entire team is a bit of a blind spot for me.
3: I think the the big thing about them is that they do use their tight ends, but they use they all split it up. Like there's never been there's never been actually not never. Recently there hasn't been one guy to like control stuff. And yeah. And it's not like there's anyone there that's like the superstar that is gonna make them do it. So when when they when um a team splits it up that much, it's it's just it's 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 hard to be enticing.
2: I wonder that team's on auto on, on now. They they just ordered the last two picks.
3: Yeah, Mo Wiley Cox was a really fun pick last year. Yeah, uh, but that, that dream kind of died for me anyway. Died
2: pretty pretty hardcore for me too.
3: Well yeah, I think I, I definitely think we have a, a very interesting decision point. Mm. Yeah, this next pick. There's lots of guys that are really fun picks here. Um we did talk about Kieran Williams, but would we take him with uh Henderson?
1: Yeah. Uh, Probably doesn't make a lot of sense. I think
2: um I mean you could see that as like a bet completely fading acres. Yeah. But then you're capturing all the running back rushing expected points and receiving points.
1: Yeah. I just wonder if it if it limits your upside too much by not giving right. you shots at like that real breakout.
3: Right. Like we want us the Sony Michelle there workload in the playoffs sort of or fantasy playoffs.
2: Yeah. Um, but I was I that, that's the whole reason I was pushing Rojo again. I mean like he's a very difficult pick in in um best ball because you can't waver him away. Um so you're taking a stand on if he does or does not make the roster. But I mean, if he doesn't yeah. I see many teams like being in the in the market for him. Right. And how many of those are
1: a way worse situation than the Chiefs, like almost all of them.
2: Almost all of them, but would it be a big de- would it be a big issue? Because like most teams are a worse position, that in worse position to be than the Chiefs. I know.
1: I mean, I think if if he doesn't make the team, and like Washington could pick him up, and he gets picked up somewhere else, I don't know how many of those how many of those situations does he? Smash. In how many of those scenarios does he become like a guy that you had to have?
2: yeah um quite a few i would say just because i could see him taking over that that workload late in the year way. so yeah i'm good with whoever you guys are interested in here um
1: i mean the other guy at the top of our queue is amir abdullah and i also don't know that he has that same kind of upside uh, he seems like
2: he's more of a a passing game play yeah do but, you want to take Janu? would do. you take- would you take Jonu here, like a tight end, and then close it out? Like, what do you think, Connor? Where are you on the tight ends that we have? Q.
3: Yeah, I I think that uh, those uh, it's it's difficult to call something that a tear break here kind of at the end of the draft. but yeah, th- those are two guys who I, I'd love to to finish it out with. Um, Jonu is probably <laughs> who I would pick.
2: Jonu would be your pick.
3: Yeah. All
2: right, let's go, Jonu. We can be done with running back I and mean, tight end.
3: Um, whereas it feels like we do have a we have we have covering fire,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, look at that. That's nice because Tyler Conklin goes.
1: Hmm. I just wanted a reason to draft Chigo Zim Okonkwo in a basketball
2: draft. You learn how to say his name just for that bit. Oh, I don't know, yeah. I mean, it gives us some more time to think about the Rojo. Oh, that was that was the guy I wanted. I wanted. Um, Paris Campbell goes David
3: Bell.
1: Fun receiver here, right? Sorry, there's one fun receiver left. Although, maybe he maybe will get him in the 20th. Year.
2: There's no way anyone's going to take him.
1: <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of the guy? Oh, never mind. I was about to add Donovan peoples Jones to the
3: queue, then he got taken. Interest. No yeah, interest, no interest,
1: no interest in Cleveland's wide receiver one. No.
3: If he's the wide receiver one i don't want the wide receiver one yeah and this is this is why i was asking about rojo because um he's
2: kind of like the best available running back here um with you know added upside to potentially making the chiefs and then also potentially being on another roster somewhere that's why i was asking because he could potentially land in atlanta and, you know, cut into whatever A Al- Al- gear might be doing. He could land somewhere else, right? And I think at this point, the cost-adjusted volume, potential fantasy points might be okay.
1: All right. Um, we're on the clock again. If you want to go Ronald Jones, that's okay. I think you could
2: make a good case for Danny Gray here. I uh, could also go Kyron Williams. So I think I, think my, I, could, I was going to say my two picks are either Rojo or Kyron Williams.
3: And what, what? why are we skipping over Ab- Abdullah?
2: Oh, um I'm good with Abdullah if, if you if you would like him. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was gone. was a good pick.
3: I, I, pick I
2: have questions about
1: the upside, but I think that's the case with anyone we would take here.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wanted to do it? Amir? All right. Done. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. What year is it? We're drafting Amir <laughs> Abdullah. <laughs> Remember when he was a – like a third round pick.
1: I know it's it's a strange season when you have Abdullah and Ty Montgomery in
3: your queue. Yeah, that that is a, a little bit strange. The only thing about it is, is that like so, yeah, he is kind of like clocked in for the uh, the the passing down role now. Yeah, but are are we also sure that that's all that he could do? Like, right? Yeah, for sure. Isn't he real fast? So that could be something where that they could decide to uh, to also use them in the, uh, in the rushing game too.
1: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, kind of knowing that Abdullah was going to be there, that some other guys that are like interesting as pass catchers, like maybe Kyron Williams has that role. If acres can't play, Evans might even have that role. Even if Mixon is healthy, it almost makes me wish we had taken more upside shots with our earlier running back picks. Right. Although, I mean,
2: Gordon. So and- who, would you, Gordon and- who would you have taken? Who would you have taken earlier?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe Pacheco fits that. Maybe Algier.
2: Yeah, but but look at where those guys went. Like I I was not expecting them to go to those teams.
1: I mean, Kenneth Walker is the
2: guy that I really would have hoped would would have fallen. Right. to. Yeah, but we had no hope, and he went to a team. Let's see where did Walker go?
3: I think though, with uh, yeah, the players available um we were always going to be locked into yeah. guys that are, are, are particularly good at one aspect of a running back job but yeah like we we got the the one tree down kind of profile we got was Jamal Williams but everybody else it was like okay this guy's a rusher or this guy's a pass catcher and we 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 just have to hope or we just have to bet that they come into more than what we think that we're essentially that our consensus on what this player is capped on is wrong. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: There are definitely like I think Benjamin has a path to that. I think Davis Price has a path to that kind of workload, even without right. degrees. So um, there's definitely some some really enticing upside scenarios on
2: this team. Right. Um, yeah, but like I was just going to say it's like where Kenneth Gainwell went and the team that Kenneth Gainwell went to doesn't make any sense, right? Like when you think about it, like in, in 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 actuality, you go Najee, Joe Mixon, in in your as your first two picks, and then you go AJ Dillon in the sixth, Cordero Patterson in the seventh, and then Kenneth Walker in the tenth. Yeah. And, oh, there goes Rojo. Uh,
1: well, I think, we want, I think we want to go receiver here anyway, right? Yeah,
2: know. we want to go receiver. But I was just saying that, like, um, oh, Boston Scott's actually a good pick. Oh, we should have th- we should have thought about him. You think? Yeah.
1: He's not he's not the uh the running back three.
2: No, I mean even if he is, I think the Eagles only keep three, and they did they did play Boston Scott quite a bit uh last year. They they did not um uh they did not um have much luck there with um with playing gainwell They didn't trust him as much last year.
1: Yeah, but if Gainwell is going to get a larger workload, which we all seem to think he is, then Scott
2: is probably yeah. going to out. Yeah, but we could just be wrong. You know what I mean?
1: That's true. It's happened before.
2: Yeah. I thought I was wrong once,
1: but it made a mistake.
2: mistake. But that's why but that's why I was saying that um that uh uh what's his name would be would be a good pick. Um uh Bob Scott, had I remembered that we we should have considered him. That's on me. My bad, my bad.
3: We would have um, shut you down.
2: Yeah, no, I know. But I'm just saying that for those of you
3: who the laser defense system.
2: <laughs> but that's what I was saying, is that like consider the uh consider the uh Boston Scott and some of the teams if you guys are still drafting right now, because there's there's some uh some fun stuff out there. At least I think he makes for a of fun diversification pick, but I don't know if it's because my brain is fried from from drafting for months on end.
3: Um, I think there's like lots of different uh fun uh receiver picks here. I don't want to start talking too early.
1: <laughs> I think it's fine at this point.
2: Yeah, I mean there's like teams who've been on auto for the whole back half. I mean, look at this this guy, this guy box McCall Hardman and Mo Ali Cox and Rojo.
3: Like I really like Quaz as a pick, but I like I love Quaz. I love that Quez player. Yeah, interesting. yeah. Because is... he is someone he's a starter. Like yeah. he's a starter on that offense. Just the yeah. community has decided that the wide receiver tree on that team is not interesting because nah. they're going to run the ball too much. Yeah. No, so.
2: I, I I love Quez fits his build so so well.
1: I think Quez is interesting. I think that you know, I don't know. I think a case could still be made for Visca, and Danny Gray is also pretty interesting.
2: I I, I think I think Quez. I'm I'm on team Quez above all of them, man.
1: Maybe Gray doesn't make sense on a, no. a go and iuk team, though.
2: Yeah, and we've also yeah, like I I I really prefer prefer Quest
3: to like anyone. Um, I mean the, the argument for Quez would be that hey, we're so juiced at yeah. receiver anyway. Yeah. Um, we if need, if he, we if, need this guy to actually score, a, a yeah, have a strong
2: week. You need you need like one strong week out of him. Like I think I think that that's about it. Like like like, Quez is a guy who's very likely to break into our starting lineup
3: once, and if it's twice and
2: in the season, then like it's all gravy.
3: I am interested in hearing the Visca uh, case, though, because yeah. he's not someone I have been considering, but I'm definitely interested.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, he was he was a prospect we loved. He's on a team that has not had good quarterback play for a long time. If you think Lawrence could take a step forward in year two, then Visca probably. Benefits big from that, and he's free. I yeah, so that, is
3: Quez, though. I have yeah, for Quez. I'm good. Yeah, either I, Yeah, I, I've i heard that at Quez isn't starting as well. Like, he's, he's running us the wide receiver four and stuff.
1: I'm good either way.
2: I think Visca's probably more fun, but
3: yeah, I mean, Visca's fine. But I think Quez, like,
2: I, I don't know. I, I, don't, right. I actually genuinely I, I think right. Visca is I'm more on, fun.
1: One's on Quez. I'm on Visca. What do you say, Connor?
3: Yeah. At Quez is my suggestion. All, All right.
1: right.
2: Let's
3: do it. All right, that there is, you have
2: it. We can recap this team. You guys want to read it off? Go for it. All right, uh, we draft out of the 104. We have Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, T Higgins, Gabe Davis, T.J. Hawkinson, Joe Burrow, and Trey Lance. went back to back to just solidify Connor's two QB, two elite QB in the window. Snag Brandon Ayuk. Took a nice value on Devonta Smith. Got him after George Pickens. Uh, our RB one and two are Belvin Gordon and Darrell Henderson. We've got Garrett Wilson, Gerald Everett, and then here's a bunch of uh, running backs who are hopefully going to win us a lot of money. You know Benjamin Jamal Williams, Tyrion Davis Price, Chris Evans, and Amir Abdullah. We got John Smith in there, and then we just rounded up with Quez of Watkins, as you could hear.
1: All right, nice team. Uh, you, yeah. What do you think, Connor? You ha- is this the uh, is this the winning team? As someone who's done it before, yeah. Tell us if we tell us if we got it right.
3: So I, I, I do, I'm going to put on my uh, Denny Carter voice. I love the receivers, really love the running backs. Actually, really love the receivers. I'm not sure about the, uh, the running backs. <laughs> um, I think with, with, it being, uh, with it being such a big tournament, uh, 10,000 teams or so, we, we really do have to, uh, to get lucky at running back. But I think we've given ourselves enough shots there for that to be possible and uh, we've we've got a bunch of guys there if if things break right, they really could get a, a tree down roll um which is is and 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 on top of that we've also got some talented guys like Melvin Gordon was awesome last year he played really, really well, like Daryl Henderson played really well Eno Benjamin, like you said, he's got the strong uh, prospect pro- profile apparently he's been working hard he's shored up the parts of his game that. They weren't confident in that, and, and now they are. Um, and then we've got uh, Chris Evans, who's like a, a size speed freak monster. Um, so that's that. That's really going to be the story of our team. Other than, other than being right about the Bengals and the, the 49ers, we, we get those things right. And this this is going to be a really strong team. Um, one thing I, I think that that is interesting is to to look at it from the angle of like a 2018 team. Like you you have to go go through these mindset mindset shifts. Like I've had to go through a mindset shift this off season where I'm like, oh, my wide receivers are just not as strong as I feel comfortable with now, um, and so I've had to like, okay, well, how do I counteract that by being way stronger running back than I ever was before. Whereas now this is like a violent shift back to prior years. Mm. Um, this is a throwback, man. <laughs> like I would have been really happy with this team like two years ago.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy with it now. You can't get a lot of these wide receiver values in a lot of drafts that right. like, you're doing in, in other formats or even in FFPC lately. So, um, you know, we kind of, uh <laughs> yeah have to live with the these running backs that we got but i'm happy with i'm happy with a lot of the receivers we took too and we'll uh, when yeah like you said all in on cincinnati and san francisco which is um
3: feels like good offenses to bet on right
1: yeah for sure definitely
3: and i think another point as well would it being a tournament i don't know for sure but i'm guessing that a higher percentage of these drafts are they're slow drafts and closer to uh closer to the kind of more balanced wide receivers going earlier drafts so with this being a kind of rarer draft to be in this team will probably end up being very unique when all is said and done which is helpful it's important for sure
1: all right uh you know, Connor, when we had talked before we said we would we would get you on this show to talk about the uh dynasty draft that we did in the uh ship chasing and now it's been like several months, I can't even remember who's on our team except I know we have Derek Henry.
3: We have Derek Henry and Eno Benjamin. There are only two players.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a fun a fun uh fun draft, but uh
3: yeah, yeah I don't remember it. I remember reason. having fun, but not who we picked. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Um, well, hopefully, hopefully Henry comes through, but not so much that he keeps this team from winning.
3: Yeah. Tread the needle. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: Hey, we we we're gonna make up all, the entire difference through our through our wide receiver play. Like, like again, like kind of what what Connor was saying is we have been unable to stack these caliber of receivers right like for such a long time Mm -hmm. like this is a definitely a this is what a what a 2022 draft would look like have rooms look like they did a few years ago like it's
3: it's uh, if we thought it was a different world and there if there's a scenario where we get a season where it's wide receiver strong i forgot the year it was was it 2015 yeah where it was the running back Apocalypse, and it was a wide receiver. If we get something like that, which um, could happen, not praying for it, but could happen, especially yeah. with the running backs being older, like we're, we're easily one of the strongest teams uh, or, or set up to be one of the strongest teams in the tournament. For
2: sure. I mean, it, it happened last year too. But that's the thing is like all off-season people had adjusted to the fact that it happened and now they've
3: readjusted back. I don't know. Uh, somebody mentioned that there's uh there's people who will use like uh different cheat sheets and stuff like that and yeah for fast drafts because in a slow draft you uh you can really kind of take your time and, and and go along with it whereas in the fast you you kind of do need something some basis to go on and and that can influence things big time
1: yeah for sure uh just looking back at this board are there are there teams that uh you think have a have a shot to knock us out? Who
2: should we be worried about? I think Team 7 is pretty interesting. I think Team right. 7. Do you, want to, do you want to read off Team 7 for audio listeners?
1: Yeah, Team 7 did the double tight end start, Kelsey Pitts, then went to wide receiver Michael Pittman, Mike Williams, Patrick Mahomes, Jerry Judy, another 0RB squad, but they took their first in the seventh from Andre Stevenson, Clyde edwards Chris O'Leary, Russell Gage, uh, Romeo Dobbs, Chase Claypool. Amir White, K.J. Osborne, Mac Jones, Marvin Jones, Kendrick Bourne, Rex Burkhead, Sonny Michelle, Chuba Hubbard. Um, so, yeah, similar sort, of, similar sort of build to the one we did. Obviously, they did not get the two QBs in the window, but they did really get that elite tight end, um, which is something that uh, we do like. So, so, yeah, that'll be probably a pretty good team.
3: Right, yeah, that that's definitely the one that you look at there and it's the scariest for us. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, it's interesting, you know, I like this structure, but when you go into kind of the actual, like, wider picks, there are some that I think are, like, right on, like Jerry Judy in the sixth is, is awesome. Um, but I can't imagine ever picking Russell Gage in any draft.
3: <laughs> is he a player that you would just never draft ever?
1: Well, probably, I mean, if he falls far enough uh maybe, but he's not someone that would would occur to me to even add him to my to my uh draft plan. you know, I wrote an article earlier this off season about mm-hmm. the do not draft list and um gage probably is i mean he's not someone I would classify as saying, oh yeah, definitely do not draft him, but he's not someone that I get excited to draft, so he's not someone I, I am drafting. So I guess, yeah, he is. Do not
3: draft. Just so he bores you out of interest.
1: Yeah. Now, sixteenth round, Marvin Jones. He probably is on my do not draft list.
3: Yeah, that's a. It it is it is a strange to combine the, the the kind of build like that with uh, with those players. Mm-hmm. Like, you've gone zero RB, but at wide receiver five four and five is Olave and uh, Russell Gage. Um, they do have the awesome tight ends, which helps. But
1: Josh makes a good point. Gage was getting hyped because of vacated targets. I think they're gone now. Yeah, right. Yeah, there,
2: was, there was like a, a, a hot minute where um, people were victory lapping all the closing line value they got on like Russell Gage. They were <laughs> like, yeah. And now it's like his ADP is so, so low.
3: And it's like, oh, no. Well, it's like, it's one of those things, nature abhors a vacuum, right? Mm. Where it's like, oh, they they don't have enough receivers. Like, this means this guy will do all that. And it's like, well, now they're bringing in a receiver.
1: Yeah, it's always the worst reason to draft someone because they don't have anyone else. Yeah.
3: Yeah, the only other team that is uh, somewhat interesting, and I'm not sure I'm fully interested, is uh, Team 10. So they did start Mac, Andrews, Stefan Diggs, Mm-hmm. They got Jalen Waddell, Um They do have six wide receivers after after like getting some early ones. Yeah. So that, that's definitely a team that could be dangerous. Uh, Antonio Gibson could end up being a really good pick. Right. Tony Pollard, they did go with the two quarterbacks in the window. They did get three tight ends total. Um, yeah.
1: I would have liked to see them get another receiver instead of Carson Wentz, but other than that, I like Oh wait,
3: they what they like- uh, I I didn't even see Carson Wentz. yet. Yeah, no brainer. They should have gotten uh, another receiver over Wentz. But it's it's the kind type of team that was like probably um it's not drafted optimally, mm-hmm. but it's close enough to the optimal that uh if they get a good if they get some luck, it could challenge it's yeah. like, it's definitely, it's very live. Oh, yeah, for sure. It feels very condescending to say the second best <laughs> team in our draft is live. Like that, that feels very <laughs> condescending. <laughs>
2: like, I mean, I, I like that team a lot. They got they got a lot of the guys who, we. I mean, they just shouldn't
3: have got. Yeah. Hassan comes in with the bombs. Like, like <laughs> oh, you're an idiot. Why would you do that? Whereas I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't hate it. <laughs> it's, it's
4: live yeah that, there
1: are thing, right? that you look at and just say okay they're dead right yeah we won't we don't have to name names but i mean right
2: i mean they know who they are
1: <laughs> i mean you know we say that obviously any of these teams could could surprise us so it,
2: yeah, yeah but i mean i mean when you're sitting with like with the information that we have right um and especially with what we know about roster I mean with how to draft where to draft pockets of players start roster development um and the fact that all offseason we've been dealing with uh, I mean I don't know about you guys but like I feel most of my uh, like my best ball drafts have resulted in me like just freakishly not having enough um wide receivers each time Mm -hmm. right like I'm very happy getting a as a wide receiver four or five yeah, um, which right. is who, which is who we got over here but um again we shouldn't have gotten him here
3: because like right Devonta Smith in the ninth round feels a little bit that's just like that 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 feels like cheating
2: <laughs> yeah we, we, we shouldn't be able to pair Ayuk and Devonta Smith
3: and um, a said not sure Tan has enough upside Um, so w- one thing that I kind of saw when I was going through the playoffs last year so I that was my best team. So I was paying very close attention to uh, uh what the other teams looked in the playoffs is that very often it was teams with not great structural builds, so teams that would look like that, um, and then you maybe add in two or three injuries. But uh, for example, uh Stefan just you use an example of this team, their version that those teams version of Stefan Diggs would have went off big time jalen waddle went off big time tony pollard smashed it and they had those three or four p- players that propel the team to certain spots mm-hmm. and and i'm i'm that this is that type of team where if they get those performances could easily uh propel it
1: so you're saying just pick the right players
3: just pick the right guys it's that easy
1: doesn't have to be hard guys
3: they're the best players. <laughs>
1: All right, with that, I think we'll call it a night. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, don't forget to, uh, to rate and review and to subscribe. Um, Connor, where can everyone find you and find your stuff?
3: Uh, where, where do you think Rotovis? Of course. Uh, and go, go follow him on Twitter, @tricoout. at Rico Out. At um, Out, Yeah, I've been writing an awful lot about basketball this year. And um, like we mentioned, I just wrote kind of like a guide of like how I'm attacking FFBC. Uh, I've also written a lot about underdog and just ways to attack that, how to, how to, uh, how to play kind of anchor, anchor, running back, zero running back, hyper fragile, but like just looked into a lot of different things. And um, I'm definitely happy with what I've written this year.
1: Yeah, definitely go check out Connor's stuff. Uh, you know, one of the, Obviously one of the best in the biz at this best ball thing. Got the receipts to prove it even. Um, Question here. Yes, we will probably be doing at least one more of these. Um, We're hoping to get a really good guest for next week. So stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, we will catch you later.